When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is BetQL Daily from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here. BetQL Network, Joe G and uh, J-Rod. Jim Rodriguez with me today on a Friday. Big show, a lot to do. Joe Osborne joins us later on. We'll get to Stanley Cup Final Game 5, baseball, home run props, some NFL as well. But the big theme of the day, NBA draft, and what it all means now for the future next season uh, the upcoming offseason, maybe even dive into the Rookie of the Year odds. That's all coming up. Join us right now to talk about it. Jimmy Patsos, Odyssey NBA insider. He's on the Roman guest line. Jimmy, there was some drama last night to start that draft. Uh, there was a thought maybe it was going to be Jabari Smith for a couple weeks, even with Adrian Mozarowski saying, yeah, right before, that, as the day led up, probably Jabari Smith. The Magic end up going with Paolo Bancaro. What do you make of the decision by the Magic last night to take the kid out of Duke? Hey, Joe, what's up? Welcome aboard, Jim. I will tell you this. Um, they clearly want to win faster. You know, I think Jabari Smith's the guy that was going to take a year or two. Look, he was a great player at Auburn. Love his shooting ability. But Jabari, he's not really an alpha dog right now, and he's not going to lead you to the promised land immediately. All of a sudden, Suggs looks good. Franz Wagner was probably a little bit ahead of schedule. Just sitting around. I know John Hammond a little bit, really like him. He, he's the GM of the, um, of the Magic, but don't ever forget this. He was the architect of the Detroit Pistons when they went to five straight conference finals and won the title with Larry Brown. Well, how are we going to win right away? Maybe our fan base is like, wait a sec, we, we've been rebuilding enough. We, we, we got, you know, Penny Hardaway and Shaquille O'Neal and we've had Dwight Howard and these guys. Like, who's going to help us win right away like that, John? And maybe John Hammond looked around and said, whoa, you guys want to win faster? Paolo Bencaro. Look, I'll tell you one thing about Bencaro. I knew him a little because he went to high school in Seattle at O'Day and, of course, USA Basketball. He managed that locker room. He was the leader of that team, got them to the Final Four, handled Coach K, all that pressure, and scored 17 a game, the most of any freshman in the country. And he said, look, he can help us win right away. We got a pretty good team. Terrence Ross is still here. Markel Folks is coming back. So that answer is that Ben is an alpha male that can lead them to the promised land quicker. He's a leader. He's a scorer. Is he going to be as good as Jay Barry Smith in three or four years? I don't think so. I think Smith's the guy that can really shoot the ball and is a prototypical player of the modern era that's a little sleeker, a little longer, 3 and D, but he can shoot the ball. So they don't want to wait. They don't want to wait. The biggest surprise to me was that the Thunder didn't switch gear and take Jabari Smith. They stuck with their plan to take Chet. I think that fits. They can win. They're ready. They're poised to take the next step. I really think the Magic, I think the Rockets, I think the Pistons, they're going to lose for a while. Well, Troy Weaver had a really good draft. You know, Jalen Duran getting Jaden Ivey. But that's a really young group he's got out there. If the winning case, you can handle them. The Magic said, we want to win now. That guy got took to the Final Four. We're taking him now. 
Hey, Jimmy, the, the one guy, the one team that I that I thought really had a low key good draft was the New Orleans Pelicans. I think they, they're a team that came on late in the season, pushed the Phoenix Suns. They've already got those tools. If Zion can get it together, what do you think about how what New Orleans did? Because I think they've they have done some things and they can make some challenges in the West. I'm a huge Pelicans advocate. Uh, I did a few shows this year with Bobby Abair down there. I thought what CJ McCollum did and just got them all on board was mature. Took guys to dinner. Told Brandon Ingram we're going to be fine. Remember, they have Alvarado from Georgia Tech who won the ACC coming off the bench. They got Trey Murphy, really good player. They got Valanciunas, okay? If they get Zion Williamson in shape a little bit and he can play, the guy shoots 65%, he's a monster to guard, and he's a matchup nightmare. If they get him to play, I think that they can go to the conference finals. Yes, I think the Warriors are poised. They want to see what's going to happen with Aiden and the Suns. The Grizzlies, really good. Second most wins. But are they going to improve that much? You know, they're really good. You know, Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain, they're really good. But it's John Moran's team. Can he stay healthy? You're talking about a Pelicans team that is built. It really took a big step. I love Dyson Daniels, okay? I wanted the Wizards to get Dyson Daniels. But, you know, much to my chagrin, he was already gone. So there's nothing you can do. I think he's the guy that can play the point. I think the Pelicans, they stockpiled some picks. I think David Griffin's done a really good job down there. And yes, I will tell you this right now. It would not shock me if people think I'm crazy at all. But if New Orleans, the way they're rolling, it wouldn't shock me if they get back to the conference finals really faster than people think because they got a really good team. You got a guy sitting out. You know, people forget James Wiseman wasn't seen this year either. Number two pick a couple of years ago by the Warriors. Now, I don't know how good he's going to be. He hasn't done it yet. Zion Williamson did it. Zion Williamson has been a really good player. You just got to give him a little chance to get back in shape. Yeah, we all know the rumors and all that kind of stuff. But Dyson Daniels was a really good pick. I just think the Pelicans and David Griffin have done a really good job. And I just think they're poised. They, they, just, they, they really surprised me. They, won, they, they didn't give up. They won. Then they won the play-in. Then they gave Phoenix all they wanted in the first round. It just wouldn't shock me at all to see them really take the next big step. The West's a little tougher than the East. Not going to lie. But I'm really impressed with the Pelicans. I think that was a really good pick. Jimmy, you mentioned uh, the uh, number two, Oklahoma City, the Thunder, sticking to their plan, taking Chet Homer and surprised you a little bit. What do you think about Chet as a player? Such a unique player, right? So tall, so lanky. He can block shots. He can play defense. We'll, we'll see about his shot on the offensive end. Uh, but he's going to have to put on some size you with him. I'm trying to think of a comfort, maybe a, a Chris Stapps Porzingis type of player before Porzingis hurt himself. What's your thought on, on how good Holmgren can be in the NBA? He is, but he's a little more agile than Porzingis. Porzingis never, like, went behind the back with the ball and all that stuff, like if you've seen Chet Holgram. What I like about Chet, he's an elite shot blocker. I saw him as a sophomore, you know, full disclosure. I worked for Under Armour. Yeah, he was on the Under Armour circuit with Suggs and Anthony Edwards and Nico Mannion and Josh Green. This guy rolled out there. Yeah, he's skinny. That was one of the very first things I did four years ago. I'm sending a son at USA Basketball. And Don Showalter, who kind of runs USA Basketball, came down to watch him. Same thing. He looks skinny, Jimmy, but he's really good. But he's not afraid of contact. He's really tough. And, like, some guy tried to give it to him, like an elbow in a game. He went right over to him. Don't do that, man. Be, like, this is – we're playing ball here. He's a serious guy. He knows how to play the game. 
He can shoot the ball. Then he goes to Steph Curry's camp, and there's some video out there of him lighting up from the three-point line. He's got a little shake and bake to his game. But he is an elite rim protector, and he wants to win. Uh, He knows how to get it done. He's also kind of mature much more than you think. Like, like I've seen some guys I won't name in the last couple of years that have not surprised me. They haven't done well in the NBA. They don't know how to sit on the bench. They can't figure out how to be a good teammate. He went to Gonzaga and fit in really well with Drew Timmy. He went out there and I heard rave reviews by, from Mark Few about his competitiveness in practice, but his ability to get along with everybody. And I think in OKC, a small market team, we know they got great fan base. And Shane Jones Alexander. Uh, they did Josh Giddy. You know, Giddy's a really good player. He can pass the ball. He can fit in and be a good teammate, or he can take over a game. I think he's going to be an all-star. Reminds me a little of Devin McHale, who was from Minnesota. Not as much of a low-post presence, but he's long and lanky. Well, McHale had a great run, obviously Hall of Famer. But he's really uncomparable in terms of his ball skills. He's just He's a little naturally gifted in the ball handling capability better than you think. I don't He's not as tall as Sean Bradley was, but he's, he's thin like him. But I'll give you a little Porzingis, but he's really kind of his own guy. But he is a lot tougher than you think, and he's an elite shot blocker, and he's a really good teammate. But he wants to win. He's a competitive guy. And I was just – if I was the Thunder, it just would have been really tough to say, I'm not taking a 6'10 guy who's 19 and can shoot the ball, who can do it all, who could be like a Hall of Famer one day in Jabari Smith. I'm not sure Chet Holcomb's going to be a Hall of Famer, and I hope he's listening to this because he'll probably stick it right down my throat because he has taken all the criticism. He's never said a word. He just goes out and played, and he's proved people wrong. I think Chet's in a really good place with Jeremiah Robinson Earl and the way they got Wiggins and some young guys to hang out with. But he can start. He's what they need. And the, the, the Thunder were on the verge of like playing good basketball last year despite having a lot of injuries. He could really make them turn quick. So they stuck with their plan. I think he's going to be a really popular guy there. But he's a competitive guy. He'll help you win basketball games because he protects the rim so well. Jimmy, let's go from one end of the spectrum to the other. And if you got your draft bingo card, I think we have to check off, what are the Knicks doing? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I really. I mean, it's, it's, are we already planning for next year if you're a Knicks fan? I got to be honest with you. I don't know what they were doing when they took Kemba Walker and Fournier. And they're good guys. I've known Kemba. He's a competitor from the Bronx. Fournier, kind of a shooter, overseas guy. He always has that capability to get hot, but you don't know if he really is the guy. They signed them last year to go with a defensive-minded Thibodeau team. I love watching the next two years ago. I worked with this guy, Chris Miller, funny guy, good guy, really good. He's got the play-by-play now for the Wizards. But he's worked in Cleveland when LeBron came through and he's watched a lot of stuff with the Wizards. We love it when they honk the horns. We always talk about the honking the horns, the cab drivers, Madison Square Garden, the Knicks are back. Thibodeau has them playing well. Okay, they lose to the Hawks. Well, the Hawks go to the conference finals. All of a sudden, they go in a totally different direction because Fournier had a good game in the Olympics like anybody's trying in the Olympics in the first round. Please. Kemba, banged up, small. Okay, there's times he put the ball in the basket. I don't know what they were doing. Now, here comes, you know, Usman Dieng, who's a project at best. I mean, this guy is like a project. He's like a real project for them. I don't I don't know what they're doing. I don't know who they're going to sign. Everyone thinks Brunson's going there. Be careful of Mark Cuban and Doncic. 
they're, they're a good power team. And, and Jason Kidd knows what he's doing. They're going to sit him down and say, you've got a great life here. By the way, you don't pay 10% sales tax. You know what you're going to pay in New York? Uh, an extra 10% state tax plus the city tax plus this. That's a financial burden. Not that it matters if you want to play in the garden, but it's just a great, great situation to play with Luka Doncic. We went to the conference finals. We love you here. Yes, they may have hired your dad and all that, but I just I have a feeling he goes back to Dallas. I wouldn't leave. They really like him there. He fits in well with one of the greatest young players. They got an electric owner, whether you like him or not. He seems like a pretty good guy to be around too, but he cares, that's for sure. And Reggie Bullock's there who left the Knicks. Another guy the Knicks never should have left. I have no idea what they're doing. It sounds like with the next pick they're getting via Detroit, they're going to do that. Um, I just I just was surprised at the whole thing. I just really was. I didn't really get the whole thing, what they were trying to do. It's, 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 it's an interesting thing. And now the Thunder, and they're going to move a trade with the Thunder or the Hornets with Jalen Dern and all these kind of things. What does it mean to me? that they're playing for another year for who I don't know, unless maybe they're going to talk to and they're coming across the, the bridge. So Jimmy, you mentioned Durant there. That was a big thing yesterday. It's always the off season. The rumors fly like crazy, but the Nets, that whole thing might completely break up and Kyrie Irving could be on his way out. Has a trade list out there of a bunch of teams, Mavericks, Lakers, Clippers, uh, Knicks, Sixers, what's your thought on Kyrie? Especially I want to speak to the coach in you because Boy, he's a great player, and I think he finishes around the rim as good as anyone I've ever seen. He's just so unreliable. He's had injuries. He doesn't show up all the time. Uh, obviously, has things he cares about away from the basketball court, which is fine. But I just—he's not always reliable for his teammates. What do you think about Kyrie and the idea of him um, him getting moved to another team now? You know, it's a great question. You know, look, it's like the, the Knicks with the Brunson thing. It's all great, and it, and it all points to the right direction. Until the Knicks get Brunson, does it matter what all that other stuff means? Does it matter what the trades they made? Well, now you go across the river. I just don't want to waste a lot of years on Durant because he's so good. I, I'm a huge Kevin Durant guy. Kyrie, I, I applaud Sean Marks. That's what I do. I give Sean Marks. I, I really have met him several times. He tried. You know, the, Durant's foot's on the line, or otherwise they probably beat the Bucks, and then the Bucks end up winning it. And now he's going to deal with Kyrie, who doesn't really want to play. Look. I'm not saying Kyrie was lucky against the Cavs, but he was a little lucky. I mean, against the Warriors when he was with the Cavs, Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith, they had a nice team with the greatest player probably in the modern era. After after Jordan's era, I think LeBron, he comes home to Cleveland, leads into a title. Okay, Kyrie hit some big shots. He did some good things. It was, they didn't win because that title because of Kyrie. Since then, not so great in the postseason. Very, very inconsistent. I really applaud Sean Marks for saying, you're not only playing 50 games, now you're going to play 60. I think it's up to 65. We want you to play a two-year average of 65 games, and that's what's going to be in the contract, and we're not giving you all the money. So, you know, it's really, it's, it's really, really, really interesting that this is all going on up there in the greatest basketball town. You know, I grew up in Boston, where they just went to the finals. Then I come to D.C., where they went to three, three finals and have a championship. But it's been pretty steady here in Washington. The Celtics, they want championships. The Knicks, this is the greatest job. This is the greatest place to watch games. It's the basketball mecca of the world, the New York City area, the Garden. And they've been a mess for 20 years. They finally start playing defense. Everything looks good. They can't figure it out. Now you go across the river. There's, there's, there's Durant, the great, arguably, 
and what he did with the Warriors. He's got to be kicking himself for leaving the Warriors. But to answer your question, and I don't mean to jump around, but it's just mind-boggling what's going on up there when they got these players. You got this great fan base in the Knicks and this great you know history of the city. Then you go over there and you're that close with the Nets. Harden wanted out of there. They got Ben Simmons who, you know, I think they should have Dr. Phil coach that team. That's probably your best chance of up there. Agreed on that. There's no question. Get Dr. Phil on the sideline. Joe G, J-Rod with you on a Friday. We'll come back. We'll go off the board. Boost here. Is this going to be fun on a Friday? That's next right here on the Beck QL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.